The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So first, this right here is Pokemon. Don't you say Pokemon one time. We about to have fun. Next time, <laughs> come in here with, you know, with some socks on. Oh, do you? Yeah, they just, they just mm. you, you would think I'm all... <laughs> but this smile can be like, for evil too. <laughs> oh, Taysom? Oh, I can't wait to mess with him. <laughs> it's been too long now, but I'm just excited. Like, I am trembling from excitement right now. I'm just shaking. I can't wait to go to work, though. There he is, Jamal Williams, one of the newest members of the New Orleans Saints, after he received what he called a disrespectful offer from the Detroit Lions. The old offer, we know you'll refuse from the Lions, just to maybe save a little face, something that they put out there with the intent that he'll pass, and pass he did, and on he goes to the New Orleans Saints, where he'll vulture some of the touchdowns away from Alvin Kamara and also provide a little protection against the possibility of a suspension because Kamara is still facing felony battery charges. That's right. On that happy note, it's PFT Live. It's a Monday. Here we are, Peacock Series XM85, Sky Sports Action, not Sky Sports NFL. Get it right, Florio. Sky Sports Action in the offseason. Podcasts all year round. Christopher Sims, good morning. Hello. It just feels like it's been a long time since we've done this, and it's only been four freaking days. It has, but it was a weekend. You have a good weekend? What'd you do? You know, anything interesting? What's going on in the Florio household this weekend? Yeah, uh, well, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm wrestling with what I can say because what I did this weekend required me to sign an NDA at the outset. Wow. Which, which wow. means I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. I don't know what I can do and what I can't do, but I, I can't say this. I have a new item in the barn Is that, that- – uh, I don't know how much farther I can go than that, but I have a very cool item in the barn. 
There it is. Well, and it's actually signed and personalized. So, so, so we can. That's, I can say that much. So, okay. So we can we can learn a little bit from that. Obviously, that NDA that you're well, talking about and all that has something to do with that guy Spike Lee right there. So that's kind of cool. You got to hang with Spike Lee a little this weekend. I'm I'm not. All I can say is I got that book and it wasn't mailed to me. How about that? Okay. All right. I got you, man. That's a, a legend right there. I got the chance to spend some time with my uh, Spike Lee. Um, I, I met him on a few occasions, but the one time I got to spend some time on with him, and, and this is one of the cool things about going to college at the University of Texas, right? When whenever there was anybody famous or somewhat like football, and in the town of Austin, the city of Austin, they'd want to come by and check practice out. And Texas, like, we had our stadium and our facility. And then on, like, a Tuesday when we were going to go practice, Mike, we got on a bus that and took, like, a three-minute ride to our practice fields. I mean, we could have walked it, but, you know, we were spo- spoiled big-time Division One athletes. So they, you know, made it across a busy street. So I'm sure that's why they didn't want to do it. But within that, usually – you know, we might get a famous guy, somebody famous, Spike Lee, back of the bus, hanging out with me and a few other guys in the football team. Like, what a cool experience. I mean, what a cool guy. Just couldn't have made himself, you know, you know more of the group and just easy to talk to. So I'm looking forward after this NDA expires to hear what the hell you did with him. So, uh, but damn, well, he's a legend. Well, and, and look, at the risk of being sued yeah. so soon after I made a new friend, I can say this much because it wasn't like I was whisked into his facility with a disguise on, right? <laughs> I hope I not. I was there. You're not it that was on big a public time. Street. I mean, who are you? Yeah, right, seriously. Right. <laughs> so I can't, I can't get into the details of why I was there or what we discussed as it relates to the reason for my visit to Brooklyn this weekend. But, but after we were done doing the business that was transacted – he took me around, and he was great. I mean, that's far more memorable than anything else. Fifteen minutes with him walking around this place, which is a sports museum. It is incredible, the stuff he has there. And he he took the time to show me this and show me that and look at this. He's like a little kid. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Spike. Happy, bir- happy birthday. he was very effusive and engaged, and I'm just like, oh, man, this is just weird. I mean, yeah. it's great. But I don't know what to say. It's like, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. This is this and this. is, And it was it was just it was awesome. And then the best part was and this further proves that the NDA was only limited to the purpose for my visit. The best five to ten minutes of the whole weekend was just hanging out with Spike in front of his place, open air in front of a do the right thing mural. Right. Just shooting the shit with him. Yeah. Just shooting the shit for five or ten minutes while my car was pulling around. And I'm thinking, take your time, man. Take your time. There's no hurry. Yeah, car. you're in Brooklyn. And we're with just Spike talking Lee. about Aaron. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're just hanging out talking. Talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, talking about this, talking about that. Man. I mean, that was great. That's something I'll never forget. Uh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, Michael Florio. As, as down Brooklyn. to earth. Yeah, I love as, it. As down to earth and normal as uh as anyone can be. Oh, and by the way. Brooklyn. I'm surprised you don't live in Brooklyn. I, when I was getting dressed at the hotel right. on Saturday morning, yeah. I, I I would have sworn you were in the next room. Because, yeah, you man, smelled smelled dang. lots of good stuff there, huh? In Brooklyn. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, the Brooklyn yeah. hipsters, yeah, they know how to light it up, that's for sure. Brooklyn is a great spot to live right now. It's, uh, of course, crazy expensive and far away from where we do this show, so wouldn't be the easiest thing. But, damn, 
hanging out in a stoop with Spike Lee. I mean, that's like that's storybook stuff right there. That's really cool that you got to do that. That's awesome. And, you know, Spike's always famous up here sitting in the front row at the Knicks games, torturing himself, watching the Knicks, you know, never, never live up to expectations. But he's an awesome New York sports man. That's for sure. What well, one thing I'll, I'll tell you that he has, and I don't think this is a big secret because anybody that's in there sees it. He's got a mock-up of the NBA 2K10 cover that had Kobe Bryant on it in a Lakers jersey kind of pulling at it. He's got a mock-up of it in a Knicks jersey with Kobe wearing a Knicks jersey, Knicks number 17, specifically made at a time when Kobe was trying to get a new contract from the Lakers and he wanted to make them nervous. And it's, it's obviously signed to Spike from Kobe, but it's his big, photo of the mock-up of Kobe Bryant in the Knicks jersey on the cover of NBA 2K10. That 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 was just wild to see. Yeah, that's cool. A legend. Kobe's a legend. Kobe especially like, you know, There's you, better stuff too. Uh, There's better stuff too. But uh, that one that one was just it was just wild to see that that it was specifically done to make the Lakers nervous. Yeah, that is. That's really cool. He's he's deep into that basketball world and got connections and man, nobody goes and plays on that court without saying hi to Spike Lee or saying what's up or at least paying their oh. respects to him. Oh, it's unbelievable. And he actually, there was a game on Saturday that he wasn't able to make it to. But uh, he goes to, I think I saw somewhere more than 90% of all the home games. So uh, he wasn't there on Saturday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was great. It was great. It's one of those things that it just kind of bubbled up in the past couple of weeks. And uh, the opportunity emerged. And uh, it, it's hard first week of free agency. And you know how I am about traveling. Oh, we Especially know. when I finished we all know. of my travel obligations <laughs> for the year. We, we got through the season. We got through the Super Bowl. We got through the scouting combine. The league meetings are next week. We're not going. We're going to stay in our usual position. Shereen Williams and Miles Simmons will be there on behalf of PFT. So I was done. I was clear. I was not looking back. I get my months of solitude here at home. And if it was anybody else, I would have said, sorry, can't do it. Can we do something on Zoom? But uh, this, uh, it was, you know, and everybody I talked to was like, because I was like, ah, this is really kind of a pain in the ass. Right? Are, they're like, are you, cra- are yeah, you, are you, are you crazy? Nuts? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. It's spiked so, frequently. I don't know what yeah. the hell this is. I'm, I'm excited to know what the hell this project is whenever it drops. And uh, that's, nah, you're gonna, nah, yeah, it's not no big, big deal. deal. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. NDA. Don't get me sued. Uh, yeah. so, shut up, Sims. Don't get me sued. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'd take a COVID test too, which was, uh, which is good to know that I was COVID negative. You know, it's funny how the world really is completely and totally back to normal, right or wrong. Cause my wife still monitors the numbers because her parents are in their eighties and she's concerned about giving it to them. And she believes she gave it to them last summer. So she tries to stay very safe for their benefit and she monitors the local numbers. And I guess they're on the uptick again, but no, I just, the reality is, yeah. Nobody really it's cares. It's hard to find anybody who cares. Yeah. Everybody's moving out and about and living their life. You'll see some people in masks every once in a while. But for the most part, the world is exactly the way that it was three months or three years and one month ago. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the Football. world is very different in the NFL after one week. The news that came yesterday, bad news for OBJ, good news for Brandon Cooks. He's out of Houston. And remember last year how ugly it got, Chris. Around the trade deadline, yeah, right. Brandon Cooks wanted to be traded. The problem was $18 million fully guaranteed salary for 2023. Right. So it's a lot of moving parts. It's not just, hey, we're walking away from this guy. It's like, wait a minute, how much are we going to pay? 
How much will the new team pay? How much are we going to get in trade? Do we have to reduce our demands if we increase the amount we expect the new team to pay? And it was too much to work out on the fly. So they work it out now. I remember in the aftermath, Cooks was gone for a while. They took away his captain logo from his jersey. And he finished the season. And now we were waiting. And while we're focused on DeAndre Hopkins getting traded, boom, there's Brandon Cooks shipped to the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth-round pick this year, sixth-round pick next year. And I'm told the Texans will pay six million dollars huge 12 million or the 18 million dollar salary cowboys get him for 12 million this year there's a there's like a 16 million dollar package next year uh but 12 million this year for the cowboys they give up a five and a six a year after they traded amari cooper in lieu of paying him 20 million they get brandon cooks for 12 million this year yeah i I mean you know i saw even in your article yesterday i mean 20 million they get rid of him you know that does Really nothing was where the market ended up going as far as the receiver position. But, like, hey, that's a big-time move, you know, for, for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, again, not like one of these that's it's a superstar name that just everybody's jaw drops and you go, wow. But anybody that's been paying attention to football the, the last six, seven, eight years, you know how good Brandon Cook is. Yeah, he got stuck down there in Houston a little bit in a part of a team that's not very good, a quarterback that's not very good, still put up good numbers, probably didn't put up as good a numbers as he could have if the offense was better. So that's where it's brilliant by the Dallas Cowboys and then also brilliant in the fact that, yeah, they found a guy that really didn't want to be with the Houston Texans, so the Texans wanted to make that work and get him out there, get him out of there. They don't want him there, especially if they're going to pick a quarterback at number two. He doesn't want to be a part of the rebuild, whatever that is. Okay, come over to the Dallas Cowboys. And he's a less risky option than OBJ, to your, point, to your point. And we don't even know the price tag with the OBJ conversation. DeAndre Hopkins, probably you know less expensive in that department too as far as trade and what you're going to have to pay him on a yearly, yearly salary. So, man, you couple this guy with CeeDee Lamb, and then – it gives, again, a little insurance for Michael Gallup, who wasn't quite totally his 100% self last year after the ACL injury. They're hoping that. Man, if they can get those three going, uh, damn, Dak Prescott will have some weapons, and that'll be a dangerous offense with Tony Pollard playing running back to, to, add, to add to it as well. First round pick of the Saints in 2014. Man. He has now been traded four times, <laughs> tying crazy. Eric Dickerson. For the all-time record, he went from the Saints to the Patriots, Patriots to the Rams, Rams to the Texans, Texans now, the shortest move yet, just across the state from Houston to Dallas, and and he's playing for a team that has a much better chance of being relevant this year, and he adds to that offense. They were missing something last year without Amari Cooper, and they'll never admit it. They'll never acknowledge it. You know how that goes. But the bottom line is that they were missing Amari Cooper, and now they fill that void. So you've got Brandon Cooks to go along with C.D. Lamb, uh, Ezekiel Elliott out. And I I frankly think, and we talked about this last week, the structure of that Ezekiel Elliott contract gave him another year with the Cowboys. If they would have been able to walk away from Elliott last year, maybe they do keep Amari Cooper. That's one of the practical consequences of how you move around your salary cap dollars, but the end result is they get cooks now. And, Chris, here's what's surprising to me. It feels like he's been around forever, 
He's still only 29. I know. So he's still got gas in the tank. Definitely, right? I mean, a little bit, I think, is he's undersized, right? He wanted some money and and some, you know, a little more respect when it was New Orleans. I think more money with New England, right? He had the concussion issues. We can't forget about that. We had a bunch of them in a short period of time where we were like, oh, wait, is his career in trouble? So I think that's added to, you know, lessening his value out there. But – I mean, damn, Mike, there's nothing on the field he can't do. And then you add that to the fact of, like, well, you kind of just said it right. And Dallas last year, all they had was C.D. Lamb. I mean, it was like if you stopped C.D. Lamb, was there really anybody consistently dependable in the pass game at receiver that you knew, oh, wait, this guy can get it done for us here in a big moment? You know, it was Michael Gallup here and there and Noah Brown here and there. And Dalton Schultz was really the guy they relied on. So – I think that's where this this is going to help C.D. Lamb out. This is going to help their offense out. And then Cooks is one of those guys, too, Mike, that can kind of do it all. He can go over the top, 60-yard post bomb, touchdown, and he can run all the underneath intricate routes as why Sean McVay and McDaniels and Sean Payton liked him. And the, that's where he's going to have great value. So it's it's a great signing to get him for $12 million at this point of his career. He has 6,000-yard receiving seasons in his career which is amazing the high water mark was 2018 with the rams with 1204 but he has been a very consistent high level performer throughout various teams he's played in a couple of super bowls and it was that super bowl 52 yeah against the eagles remember he got hit really hard by malcolm jenkins right and exited the game with a concussion and he was having multiple concussions in a fairly short period of time. And, and that was creating concern and he's been okay lately, which is very good news for him, but that's one of the risks you take when you acquire him. But the reward far outweighs the risk for the Dallas Cowboys. They had this need, as we've said, and I have a memory of going down to the Greenbrier one of the years that the saints were there for training camp and it was cook's rookie season. And I just have like this, this lingering image of him springing up to make a catch. And, you know, we were impressed last week by the Tyreek Hill jump at the 60-meter race that he just kind of showed up and ran. Uh, It was kind of like that impressive where you see this guy who has incredible leaping ability, and we know how fast and agile he is, but I I just still have that, that lingering image of him jumping up to make a catch. And that was before he had ever played an NFL game. That was back in 2014. So the Saints knew he was going to be special. I'm surprised maybe the Broncos didn't try to get in on that just because Sean Payton's there now and... You know, he's got the history with Cooks. But but it went south early, like you said, for whatever reason. Remember? Saints. He wanted Patriots more respect or something like that. With the, they wanted the ball more with Sean Payton and the Saints. to kind of feel like something like that knocked it off kilter to a degree. and then there's just It was been... never a big blow-up. No, it was not. It was not. always kind of like the, the, like, like it always, like the ugliest it ever got was with the Texans this year. He was always able to finesse a trade behind the scenes without it blowing up, and there's always a demand. And he was passed around for first-round picks at first. He got a first, you know, drafted with a first-round pick, got a first-round pick from the Patriots, got a first-round pick from the Rams. I believe I the Rams so. gave up a one for I him. So. The Rams get the Rams give up a one for everybody. The uh, <laughs> Rams give up a one for me back in that phase. Uh, not really. But but anyway, uh, and then it started to tail off with the Texans, and now a five and a six. That's a steal for the Cowboys, and to not have to pay the $18 million. That's huge. You know, the Texans knew they had to move on, and uh, they, they clear the cap space. They paid the $6 million, and, and now 
and now we see what Brandon Cooks can do with the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, impressive. And the Texans are going to need receivers now, too. They need a lot of things. But now they're going to need some help at receiver, especially if they use that second overall pick on a quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would think that it's, you know, second overall pick on a quarterback. It's they got John Meachie, you know, who had some health issues and never got to play last year, but was a third round pick, I believe, the receiver from Alabama. And I would think that they're going to build it more along hey, we want younger receivers to come up the pipeline and grow with our young quarterback rather than Brandon Cooks, almost 30 years old, doesn't really want to be here and be part of this rebuild with the young quarterback. So it makes sense from, from, from their standpoint in a lot of ways. It really does. Get that off the books, move on, you know, start to build a different culture around your new quarterback, whoever that's going to be, and then Dallas gets what they want. Uh, too much, you know, re- relying on C.D. Lamb last year. You know, you put Gallup and C.D. Lamb outside, and now you got Brandon Cooks, you know, working the slot. Wow. I mean, you you couple that with Tony Pollard at running back and Jalton Schultz at tight end. I mean, it, it changes your thought and look of the, the Dallas Cowboy team, especially if Michael Gallup's back to 100%. Then you go, whoa, those are three guys. That's tough three man-to-man matchups right there, let alone – we know Dallas can run the ball a little bit and all that once Pollard gets healthy. So I I'm certainly would be excited if I'm a Cowboys fan about the potential of what these guys can do at receiver. Now, this all comes at a time when Odo Beckham Jr. is still waiting for an opportunity. Well, the opportunity would be there. The question is, what financial level will a team offer him? Yeah. And we'll work backward from the events of the weekend. The first relevant event as we work our way to Saturday, the notion, and this really isn't a surprise, but it's something that requires reporting in the aftermath of the Cowboys trading for Brandon Cooks. Ed Werder of ESPN reported that that likely takes the Cowboys out of the OBJ sweepstakes. And again, that's not a surprise, but it's a box that we need to check here in Scoop Town as we m- move from one story to the next. And it's really not a surprise. If you're going to put $12 million into Brandon Cooks and a five and a six, how much money is going to be available? to allocate for OBJ right. if he's still on your radar screen. And, you know, who knows Who knows whether this means the Cowboys would have paid Odo Beckham Jr. $12 million. They're just like, well, if we're going to give up 12 let's give 12 to the, the younger guy, the healthier guy, yeah. the recently far more productive guy in Brandon Cooks, and let's just move on. I don't, I don't know whether or not the Cowboys ever got to 12 with OBJ. I don't think so based upon one of the other developments from the weekend, Chris. But clearly now, with Cooks in, OBJ, who had been notoriously and openly linked to the Cowboys for months, he's now off the radar. Yeah, I would think so. Well, again, I mean, especially if it is a a, a considerable amount of money that OBJ wants. The Dallas can only pay so many people. You know, CeeDee Lamb, that's coming up. You know, Michael Gallup, let's not forget, they're paying him already. So he's got a big contract. Now Brandon Cooks, add that on. They're going to have to pay Tony Pollard. You know, we're already on the hook for the franchise tag. So, yeah, I, I can't expect or I don't expect OBJ to go there. I don't. Um, and and especially if you pay attention to the news and all that and whatever the things he's saying, it's he's, yeah, maybe he'll go there if he takes some low ball offer. But I don't think if you know that's the place you'd go for a low ball offer now with those kind of weapons there. So 
You know, again, I, I, OBJ, the, the disconnect between the money or what he's expecting and what the NFL world expects out of him after two out of three years with an ACL injury and just getting back, you know, there's obviously, you know, something off there as far as what he expects and what the NFL sees him at right now. And that's going to have to meet in the middle at some point. Yeah, absolutely. There's video from the workout that Odo Beckham Jr. had for all interested teams. Now, 10 days ago, 12 teams were there. The Cowboys weren't there. Of course, right. the Cowboys know what he can do. The yeah. Cowboys didn't have a workout with him when he came to town. They were interested, but now not interested, presumably. One team that Beckham would like to make interested in his services, the team that drafted him in the first round in 2014, the same year that Brandon Cooks was drafted by the Saints, the New York Giants. There was a tweet from Saquon Barkley retweeting highlights of the Odell Beckham Jr. workout and said, Saquon Barkley, still that MF. And let me just say on behalf of all humans whose initials are MF, it really is unfortunate to carry around the initials MF given the proximity to another phrase that starts with M and ends with or. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so anyway, it fits. Uh, so it fits that uh, you're an MFer. It fits. It just fits. It's just like, it, but you know what? You know, you're an MFer, and it just it makes sense. What? <laughs> Let me just say this: When I was a kid, there was never a good connotation for MF. At right. some point along the way, it became something positive and negative, either or. Right. It was only negative. Right. If you were an MF when you were a kid, when I was MF and still am. It was always bad. Right. Now you can be a good MF. Yeah. And yeah. Saquon Barkley views OBJ as a good MF. Yeah, he, he is. He is a good MF. That that's for sure. You know. But yeah, what's it going to take to to get OBJ? You know, to to come to town and and sign a contract. The Giants would be the perfect situation for OBJ. You know, it, it's a it's a team that doesn't have like that guy, so he could be a part of the group and maybe become the guy. Right? Darius Slayton. We got him. Okay, Darren Waller. We know what he is at, at tight end. I'm, I'm missing somebody else they signed at receiver here uh, uh, that just blanked off the top of my brain. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Exactly right. Another guy that's got potential but has injury issues. You know, maybe that's why they don't want to do it with OBJ. Maybe they look at it and go, wait, we got Waller. We got Paris Campbell. They got injury issues. Do we really want to risk it with OBJ? You know, it's a complicated relationship, too, with OBJ and the Giants, too. Let's not forget, you know, are the Mara, is the Mara family just going to roll out the red carpet and be like, hey, we'll forget all those crazy times we had together. So that's where I'm interested to see if there's real tangible, you know, wanting of OBJ from the Giants organization. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there is. I'd, I'd be interested to know that. I wonder what Eli's saying. To ownership, because right? Eli's still right. working there, yeah. has an office there. Eli lived all that firsthand, and from a style standpoint, OBJ as far different of a personality as Eli Manning ever will be. So uh, that's part of the equation as well. But it was the Giants, Bills, and Cowboys last year. And remember that reporting that first trickled in that he was at the facility. It turns out he was there to visit. Sterling Shepard after Shepard tore his ACL and he didn't meet with any coaches or executives. And there were still people after the fact from other teams who were mad that the Giants got away with not listing it on the transaction report 
as an official visit. And I, I remember it's like, dude, everybody knew he was there. Yeah. Who cares? Right. If it wasn't listed. Who cares if it wasn't listed? It was reported and it was confirmed that he was there. Like he visited. It doesn't matter that it wasn't on the report, but but it was notorious and it was a big deal and it was out there and it was uh, it, it was a link that hasn't gone away. And as Beckham said in response to the still that MF tweet from Saquon Barkley, tell Joe, that's Joe Shane, the GM of the team, call my agent. I got some more SHXT left to do. I guess I appreciate his restraint in not using because kids use that app, Twitter. Yeah. God forbid if they do, but they do. So OBJ not not adding to the coarseness of the discourse by putting the I instead of the X. So uh, I guess I respect that. Um, but uh, what do you and, think? This, and now we're kind of yeah. What do you think this we're goes? We're morphing into kind of it's uh, yeah. Well, I I don't want to say desperation. Yeah. But but look here's here's the reality. Now it's it's different for OBJ because he became a free agent last year. Right. He's been available to anyone that's wanted to sign him for twelve months and a week now. But when he didn't sign with anyone down the stretch last year. It all pointed to free agency 2023. And regardless of how you got to the market, if you're on the market, when they wave the, is it the green flag at the start of the race? Yes, right. Green means go. Green means go. Okay. When they wave wave that green flag, if you don't get a contract in the first few days, a big one, you ain't getting one. Yeah. Because the money gets spent. The money gets divided among the various players who are out there that the teams are going to expend their budgets on. And by the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're just standing around waiting. What's the John Travolta gift from Pulp Fiction where you're just kind of you're kind of looking around? You're in the empty room like, where are we? And and so we get down to the one year deal phase. And that's where he is, Chris. He's in the one-year deal phase. He's not going to get a long-term deal with the money that he's looking for. And he acknowledged on Saturday that I, if I'm interpreting his tweet correctly, the most he's been offered is $4 million. Yeah. He disputed the idea that he's been offered or he's demanded twenty. I'm just so confused. Where is the quote from me that said, I want 20? All I'm saying is four ain't enough. Now, there's never going to be a quote from him that he wants 20 because he's not the one negotiating with the teams. He's got agents. And 20 has been the number for months. Shefty reported 20 during the 2022 season. Yeah, that's what we were we all reported hearing. 20 a week and a half ago. Right. And I think Diana Rossini from ESPN said 15 to 20 not that long ago. So 20 has been kind of the accepted number. OBJ, if you're going to push back on 20, you need to push back on 20 back in 2022 when you're making the rounds and Sunday splash report, OBJ's looking to make 20 in the range of Mike Williams. And it where the market is, it's cra- 20's not crazy. Like, why don't you want 20 if you think you're still a high-end receiver? Surely you do. And I, his reluctance to go work out for the teams, you know, if I'm going to do a workout, I'm just going to do one. Now, he hasn't said that either, but I think that's been part of the push and pull. He didn't want to work out for anybody. Doesn't think he should have to. I can understand that. He finally agrees, I would assume, to do one time. One time and one time only. Anybody who wants to come see me, come see me. So he still views himself as a high-end receiver. 
Now, this would be a fun cross-examination to get him to admit that he wants 20. Even if he's never articulated the number, right. he surely does. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't think he's some slappy on the low end that should be getting four. Well, where is he between four and 20? Yeah. He's far closer to 20 than four. Right. If not north of 20 in his own heart. Like, I see these guys getting 30. Exactly. I can do better than them. Right. I'm sure he thinks that at some level. Right. So uh, the, the, the jarring part there is his admission that four is what he's been offered. Four is a slap in the face. It really is. Now, four, and maybe I can double it with some easy-to-reach incentives and per-game roster bonuses to get to eight. I could live with that. But teams are concerned that a guy who's torn his ACL twice, Chris, is going to what? Is going to yeah. what? What? Same as ACL, twice torn. What's your concern? It's going to tear again. Yeah, or something else is going to tear, right? Something else. I mean, you're, you're getting to the age where, yeah, there's a lot of wear and tear on a receiver's body. You know, from all the years of running routes, jamming your feet and legs into the ground, making cuts, exploding out of the brakes, doing all that. So, yes, that scares. And as we always talk about, you know, teams are they're, they're mostly conservative in nature anyways. And that is not a formula that usually has great reward. 30-year-old receiver, two ACLs out of the last four years, that, that's risky. So, yeah, you know, again – like, I understand why he wants, you know, the 20 thing. You explained it perfectly, right? We were hearing all those reports during the end of the year that, yeah, there was teams were, whoa, it's an expensive price tag. I understand him wanting that. Yeah, there's guys in the, you know, the, the, the list right there. Where he's looking at it and going, wait, Allen Robinson made $15 million a year last year. You know, how do I not get that? Well, again, I think it just goes back to the health, the issue, the availability thing, right? He's certainly worth that. Like you're saying, we know when OBJ is going and hitting on all cylinders, we put him up there with anybody in the sport. It's just been few and far between as far as games and periods of times of being, being able to see that. So that goes back to our old conversation is he just needs to get to a spot where he can, can succeed. So what? Sign a deal for $5 million, like Florio's t- saying. Get incentives. Just make sure it's at the right spot where you know you can get the ball and put yourself in a spot to produce. But you're you're right, Mike. I mean, he's in the now it's the one year deal vill as far as free agency goes. And really now I almost look at it and go maybe it, maybe it's not best for you to sign at this moment, this second right now, because now you get into a point here too where okay the money's dried up like you explained, Mike, and all of that. Now maybe your best chance to maybe capitalize on the market or the money is to now just sit back let teams go through a free agency get ready for the draft and then see where their roster is after that and then they go oh damn man we're, we need another receiver we need another receiver and then you hope three or four teams right are having that same problem free agency and the draft didn't go our way at wide receiver so damn now we will pay Odell million a uh, 10 million dollars to come here uh, that that might be his best play as we sit here and get to this point where we're at right now and see that's why i think he's been delaying and delaying and delaying yeah and delaying. yeah we thought he was going to play late last year he was using the promise of playing late last year right to get the money yeah that he wants and i got no problem with the guy trying to get paid no i feel bad for obj that he suffered the non-contact acl tear in Super Bowl 56 when he was on his way to becoming the MVP of the game. It was heartbreaking to see that because, number one, he wins MVP of the game. Number two, here he is. 
2022 free agency. Yeah. He gets the contract that he deserves. And I really do think at a certain level, there's just an attitude of, and I'm not being critical. I'm just trying to help everybody understand why he's not signed. There's an attitude that that this is beneath me. Going to these teams and working out is beneath what I've accomplished. Taking $4 million a year is beneath what I've accomplished. I'm better than that. I'm not going to settle for that. And he's dug in. And, and again, he's got every right to be that way if he wants to be that way. And he may be a little concerned about appearances. Does it look like, does it look like I'm reducing myself to a level that I'm no longer at? I've achieved sure. more. I've done more. I can still do more than that. And there's nothing wrong with having that kind of confidence in your abilities. The problem is if your own confidence in your abilities doesn't mesh what others view you as at this point in your career, you're not going to get a deal done. And, Chris, I still continue to believe. Yeah. There's a deal to be done that looks like yeah, it's a right. 15 to $20 million per year deal that is really a one-year deal that gets ripped up. And, see, we know the game by now. When his agents start texting the folks out there who are ready to win the Twitter race and get it out there without raising any scrutiny, questions, just give me the numbers. What are they? Oh, oh five-year $95 million contract. Same terms as the one he signed with the Giants. Five ninety-five. Put it out there. And then you get the details, and it's clear that whoever signs him has an opportunity after one year to rip it up and make it a one-year $8 million deal, whatever the case may be. And I agree with you. See what teams get or don't get in the draft. Wait through the offseason program. Michael Crabtree just standing around, blows out an Achilles. Remember when that happened? Yeah. That happens. Guys get injured during the offseason. And an opportunity will arise. But the problem is if that opportunity doesn't emerge, he's going to be in the same mode he was in last year. And we creep toward the season, and he still hasn't played. We get into the season, he still hasn't played. And then the question becomes, well, wait a minute. how We're going to sign a guy during the season that hasn't played in a year and a half, and he's coming off of two ACL tears, and we're just going to throw him money during the season and say, come on board and let's figure this out. Yeah. I, get... He just needs to do a deal. Yeah, that's right. I, if I'm his agent, I'm telling him, we got to do the best deal we can, Odell. We got to do it. We got to do it now. We got to get you up to speed. We got to get you ready. And, and if it's literally a one-year deal or it's a, a, a one-year deal that's... in five-year deal clothing, yeah. we need to get you on a team and let you perform if you're ever going to unlock the kind of compensation that you think you're deserving. I agree with you. He can't, he can't do that first thing you were talking about where it, like the season starts and then signs somewhere. That's not going to be good for him. Like you talked about, ultimately he needs to be in a training camp, get going, get reps, do that, right? And, again, if this continues to go on and there is no injury and there's no market, you know where this is going. I mean, at least it feels that way to me. I mean, if it goes and there ends up not being a market for the money he wants or deems that he's, you know, valued at on the open market, where's he going, Mike? Where's he going? He's going to Kansas City. He's going to go there. The more the league just lets this play out, lets it go, the more likely he's going to go there because it fits everything we talked about. 
doesn't have to be the main guy, but there is no main guy there. So he could be the main guy and get a ton of balls. And we know it's Mahomes and that offense and all the things we talked about the last two weeks and at the combine that players are going to start wanting to go there. And that's this is the kind of guy where, wait, Brady retired. Now he's like, hey, uh, Mahomes, uh, Mahomes, uh, you're taking over for Brady. And now I call you every time I'm free and I can go somewhere else. I just feel like if it goes on any longer or continues to go down this path, he'll be a Kansas City Chiefs before we break for training camp uh, in June. That'll be something if it happens. A couple of former Giants first-round draft picks. Right, him and Kadarius. Of the receiving <laughs> core, Kadarius Toney and Odo Beckham Jr. with Travis Kelsey still there and whoever else they may add. They, they don't seem to be desperate to replace Juju Smith-Schuster who signed with the Patriots last week. And they know. They know they'll have options at the they right do. time. Exactly. See, I, when, when, you said, when you said we all know where he's going to go – as if it was obvious. Well, what it wasn't else are you thinking? To me, because I've been thinking, I've been thinking the Jets and oh, Aaron Rodgers, right? He's on the he's on the Aaron Rodgers wish list, not the Aaron Rodgers demand list. <laughs> the Aaron Rodgers wish list. So we don't know what conversations have been had, and and also also, uh, this is something I've heard through the grapevine. It was part of the pushback to Odell saying twenty never came out of my mouth. There's a good chance. That in conversations directly with the eventual to be Jets new number twelve, that that Beckham told Rogers he's looking for twenty. There's a chance that that Beckham directly said to Rogers he's looking for twenty. So, uh, it there even though it's easy to say the agents are the ones that would be doing the communication. There's a chance that 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 number was was I'm sure it's not Odell far Beckham off Jr. I well like Aaron you said Rogers. yeah we get that we get his logic certainly there's some names out there that are making money we're going what he's not Odell Beckham Jr. if Odell Beckham Jr. is healthy but that's a big if right now and yeah it'll be interesting. I know the Jets should the Jets consider yeah. him though well that's, that's they, I mean they got Alan Lazard right Randall Cobb's coming Jordy Nelson James Jones they got two Sir, young uh, quarterback Sharp, receivers who who are are not bashful already and Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, right? It's Rodgers in a new place. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not a bad situation, but if I'm Odell Beckham Jr. and you're going, wait, I can make, you know, I can go to the Jets and maybe make a few million dollars more. I can go to Kansas City and play with that group. I would go to Kansas City. That, that, that would just be my two. That's no disrespect to the Jets. That's just what I feel would be best for Odell Beckham Jr. That's what we're talking about here. You know, Buffalo, again, still the other place I'd throw out there to be a part of this conversation. You know, for both sides, it makes sense. Buffalo needs that guy, Odell Beckham Jr., being a spot that puts you in a spot to capitalize. So I don't know where it goes, but, yeah, obviously there's a disconnect between the reality of where he's at, what he's expecting money-wise, and what's being offered to him right now. To the extent that Aaron Rodgers is setting up a summer of spite in New York – I could see that vibe attracting OBJ to the Jets because to the extent that he's trying to get the attention of the Giants and right. ignoring him, <laughs> right. fine. I'll come on I'll come into your town. I'll come into your stadium. Oh, oh, and Jets at Giants on the slate, both for the preseason and the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come show you what you missed out on. And to the extent that Rogers is is using that spite directed at the Packers as fuel for 2023, that could attract him to the Jets. And uh, Alan Lazard and OBJ and Garrett Wilson, are you kidding me? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Things would be in great position for Aaron Rodgers to have 
a big year. So I think he'll eventually sign anger denial, bargaining, depression, acceptance. I think he's in the bargaining phase now based on his tweets. We go through a brief period of depression and then we get to acceptance and he'll he'll take one of these deals. And I agree with you. I think the Chiefs probably waiting for the right time to make their move. But I think the Jets would be another team to keep an eye on. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. The Texans, let's circle back to them. Because on the same day they traded Brandon Cooks, Chris, they they signed Laramie Tunsil to a three-year... $75 $75 million extension, $25 million per year. Resets the tackle market, $50 million guaranteed at signing. Again, let's, let's wait for the real numbers just to be sure, just to be sure that, that it really is what it's being characterized as because we've seen it too many times to even remember in the past week or so. But good for Tunzel to get the deal done. He does represent himself. And look, I'm fine with a player representing himself if he gets what he wants. The concern is stubbornly insisting on representing yourself when you prove over and over again that you as an agent can't get a deal done. We're not saying it's across the board bad for players to represent themselves. We're saying in certain circumstances, it is proven to be a bad idea as it is with Lamar Jackson. Laramie Tunsil has done multiple deals on his own. If he's really doing the deals on his own. I I thought it was amazing, Chris, that this guy, St. Omni, who was the target of a memo yeah. that the league sent to every team last year when Ro- Roquan Smith was trying to do a deal with the Bears and St. Omni apparently was contacting teams on his behalf to try to get them to trade for the guy, trying to induce tampering to get Roquan Smith out of the Chicago market. The league sends out the memo saying, don't deal with this guy. And he's on the record disclosing the deal to Ian Rappaport, who works for NFL Media, which is owned and operated by the NFL. I pointed out yesterday it's the ultimate middle finger to the league by St. Omni. So do we really think he didn't help Laramie Tunsil negotiate this deal? Do we really think Tunsil truly and completely did it on his own? And again, that's fine, but it pisses off the agents. 
They're like, wait a minute, you know, we're paying all this money for dues. We have to go to the mandatory meeting every year. We have to have mandatory liability insurance, malpractice insurance. We have to do all these things so we can represent players. Right. And guys are going to be able to kind of secretly represent yeah, players without the, having to do any of this. The rules. I can understand why they're upset. Yeah, I get that. I understand that, too. And, you know, good for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, we're, we're never against, you know, we're against Lamar, like you talked about. Laramie Tunsil. Offensive line contract. We're, we're against him. We're against him representing himself because he's proven over the last two years that, that he can't, can't get, get it done. done. Exactly we right. We are in favor of players getting every penny they can from the oligarchs when they can, how they can. And if you can do it on your own, that's great. But just because some guys do it on their own doesn't mean they all should do it on their own. And Lamar Jackson is the shining example of the guy who should not be doing it on his own. That's how we're against him. We're against Lamar, the agent. We're pro Lamar Jackson the player, or anti-Lamar Jackson, the agent. Yeah, that's well said. Definitely, definitely. And we, we want to see Lamar get his money. Good for Laramie Tunzel. I mean, Laramie Tunzel is, yes, he's the best pass-protecting left tackle in the NFL. So that's why he gets paid that. And I would think, Mike, this contract is pretty straightforward and is what it is. Oh, hey, you're the best pass-protecting left tackle in football. You know, the guy before you is making $23 million a year. Okay, you're a little bit better than he is, and you're younger. Here you go. Here's the new market price. So not, not a shocking number as far as, I think, where that position is going. You know, make that guy feel happy as, again, going back to the conversation we just talked about. He's got a big – not only is he a left tackle in the NFL, it's a big job because we all think and know, I think we all know, the Texans are getting a quarterback in number two. So let's have that guy there to protect your new quarterback and make him feel nice and comfortable. And if you've got to pay an extra million dollars a year or so for, for it, so what? So good for Laramie Tunzel. Think of all the cornerstone players who have left the Texans in recent years. Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, Brandon Cooks more recently. DeAndre Hopkins. They have nothing left. They yeah. have Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, they have Laramie Tunsil. And he's been the guy who's been the constant. Remember that big that big trade? Bill O'Brien pulled off that huge trade for Laramie Tunsil without signing him to a long-term deal. And that, that there was several deals like that done at the time. You do the trade. You worry about the contract later. No, you do the contract on the way through the door because the guy wants out and he wants a new contract. You give up your leverage in your negotiations by not getting the deal done on the way in. But Tunsil has played it well. He's done very well for himself. And his deal's not nearly as complicated yeah, as right. trying to negotiate the life of a franchise tag player who's trying to get teams interested in him, trying to get somebody to craft an offer sheet. I, I – hopefully it works out for Lamar the way it's worked out for Larry Tunsil and good for Larry Tunsil finding a way to work it out. However, however, to the extent that this St. Omni is involved in the representation and here's how it works, Chris. And, and it would be very easy for the NFL to investigate this. I believe if the NFL chooses to do it and I've asked them if they're going to, because again, when has there ever been a memo sent by the league to all teams specifically naming a guy saying, don't, negotiate with this person. Yeah. He's not a certified agent. Right. What happens is emails are sent yeah. through a dummy account right. set up supposedly as the player, yeah. and it's just the non-agent who's the one receiving, reading, and responding to the emails and doing the negotiation. And it's it's the player, but it's not the player. It's the non-agent who's doing it. Right. And I heard a story over the weekend. One, one of the reasons the – uh, did I sign an NDA on this? One of the reasons, that, I'm kidding, that the Bears knew that something was up 
they got one of the emails from Roquan Smith while he was on the practice field. Oh, last I, year. I, yes, I, that was when I, the, I that, that was when the Bears kind of thought, kind of thought, man, you know, but this may not be Roquan Smith right. who's communicating with us. Right. So, yeah. uh, and, and again, if look, it's the rule, and the NFL is apparently aware of it, as evidenced by the memo. They're either going to enforce it or they're going to look the other way. And I've sent the e- email to the league yesterday, and I just did the follow-up while we've been talking about it because that's how, how they deal with me when they don't want to answer my question. They just ignore it and think I'll forget about it. And you know what? It works. <laughs> it does. I tend to forget that I've sent it. So i got to remember to send it again. So I've remembered to send it again. Usually the third time's a charm. Usually the third time I either get a real answer or I get a no comment, but I at least get something. And they still do that. They still do that, I guess, because it works, because I do forget. So I just want to get to the bottom of this because it when the guy announces it, when the guy who is persona non grata is the one who's announcing the deal, shouldn't you at least, if you're the league, say, well, this is curious. <laughs> is there any evidence potentially that the Texans negotiated with St. Omni and not Laramie Tunsil? So we'll see if they look into it. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's just it's not right to the rest of the agents like you talked about. You're skirting the rules if that's the case. And definitely looks a little weird if he's the one talking to, yeah, NFL media, the insiders who put all this stuff out. He's giving contract details when you know he's not a certified. I mean, if I was a certified NFL agent, I'd be pissed off, too, right now with with that development. Yeah, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of time, and it's a big hassle to have that certification. And if people are going to do it without the certification, I mean, hell, when I practiced law, one of the worst things anyone could do was practice law without a license because of all the things you have to do to get your license and stay in good standing. If somebody's going to pretend to be a lawyer and they're not, yeah, it's disrespectful to the people who are checking all the boxes and doing all the right things. All right, we need to take a break. When we return, one of the top free agents in the 2023 class has a new home, as expected, on a one-year deal. We'll talk about the next destination for C.J. Gardner-Johnson right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 